0: You are listening to the All Truth is God's Truth program. In God's creation, all truth belongs to Him. Therefore, as Christians, we must connect all truth back to our triune God in light of his inerrant word and his creating, sustaining, and redeeming work. I'm your host, Jared Moore. And the land was not parted from the sea. A friend who'd love me to the end he took nothing and made something for me on today's show we're discussing 20 ways to poison the monsters he loves 20 ways to poison the monsters he loves now in ephesians six twelve, the bible says For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now this is an excerpt from, what follows is an excerpt from the book uh, Monstra by Kimosh. This book is used to train mid-ranked demons in the prince's army. and I'm just going to read um, here it says, in order to poison the monsters he loves, the ones he calls men and even children, here are 20 things you must lead our slaves and his to do. Number one, Christianize popular ideas. In the United States, for example, tolerance equals love. Train them to quote First Corinthians 13 while ignoring other verses that are intolerant. Leaders must tell their hearers that love equals tolerance and equality, so that in the name of love, leaders may encourage their hearers to love them by tolerating their heresy. No one wants to be labeled intolerant today, because if one is labeled intolerant, it's the same as being labeled unloving. Use this reality to our advantage. Have the monsters care more about what other monsters think than what he thinks. Number two, Put heresy in a Christian song with Christian lingo and a good beat. It would be sung in churches all over the world. Turn the music ministers to our side and rule the church. They are the new priests and popes in evangelicalism. Number three, appeal to adolescents. Due to our influence and their depraved little hearts, every teenager and adult wants to break away from the ideas of their parents and grandparents. Train our slaves to cater to this adolescent mentality. Tell them to suggest that they're teaching something relevant, new, as opposed to what their parents and grandparents previously taught. In other words, have them appeal to the pride of their hearers. Get them to train their hearers to believe that their spirituality is greater than the spirituality of those who came before. Number four, put heresy in a song with some sentimentality. Monsters easily forget who gave them their families and friends. Him. Many monsters like to sing about how mommies, babies, daddies, etc. are the glory of heaven. We don't care who they think the glory of heaven is, so long as it's not Him. Train our servants to capitalize on this weakness. Number five, create an atmosphere that makes people feel good. Heresy should anger his children. But if you make them feel good with the music, the singing, the prayers, the videos, the entertainment, the sermons, then our servants can sneak heresy in. Monsters find it hard to recognize heresy when all of their senses are piqued. When the bottom feeder likes what he sees, hears, feels, etc., thinking and discernment are cast aside. Train our monsters to lull their hearers into a euphoric sleep so they then can deliver their poison. Number 6. Appeal to the sinful nature. Monsters love to hear how good they are, for their hearts hate their guilty consciences. Hide the light with darkness by appealing to the darkness that is already within them. In other words, do not expose their evil deeds as defined by Him. Rather, redefine evil. Remember, you cannot call light darkness. They will rebel against you if you do. But you can call darkness light when speaking of their hearts. They want to believe us because their hearts are like our hearts. Give them what they want. Number seven, tell amazing stories. His monsters and ours alike love to hear amazing stories where he recently moved in a mighty way. They're constantly looking for a new sign that he is not dead. They've heard the stories in the Bible enough. They long for something fresh and new. Give it to them. But use some scripture to hide the heresy so that your stories are treated as authoritative. Remember, there is no need to prove the authority of your stories. Just preach them like they're authoritative. Number eight, appeal to the idolatry of your hearers. We do not care who they worship so long as they do not worship him. If your monsters live in an entertainment-centered society, make sure you train them to entertain while presenting their heresy. If they live in a postmodern society, make sure they say nothing absolute while appealing to the only truth that they know. I'm not sure. Monsters love false humility. Number nine, speak in non-absolutes. Train our slaves to preface every sermon and lesson with, I think, I believe, while never saying, I know. Eventually their hearers will use their beliefs and see what they believe as their beliefs, not necessarily the beliefs of the prophets, apostles, and Christ, the underlying assumption is that there is no absolute truth. If there's no absolute truth, then there's no such thing as heresy, and their hearers will eventually redefine orthodoxy as heterodoxy while believing that neither exist. We've got them then. Number 10, dress it up in new clothes. Do not train our monsters to present heresy our previous heretics presented it. Instead, train them to dress it up in new clothes. They must present the heresy like a scheming politician does. They should use catchphrases that sound biblical. Most people will walk away thinking, saying, and believing their catchphrases. Number 11. Major on specific Bible verses while intentionally ignoring those Bible verses that contradict your interpretation. Biblical ignorance is our ally. Train our bottom feeders to connect verses with other verses with other verses. Even if these verses have no contextual connection, if they use Scripture arbitrarily, they can teach heresy from the Bible. The goal is to give their hearers half-truths, not the complete truth. Half-truths are the makeup of heresy, and some Scripture is your ally in this endeavor. Number twelve, change definitions. If you train our slaves to change the definitions of words, they can sign any confession or document or agree with any orthodox doctrine. They know what they mean, just make sure no one else does. Have them please everyone a little bit. After all, when it comes to doctrine and evangelicalism, monsters don't have to be orthodox, they just need to sound orthodox. Even our prince sounds orthodox. Number 13, accustom your hearers to statements you tout as facts that cannot be proven. Train our slaves to make vague statements that hang in midair, such as, God is going to do something amazing. I feel like revival is coming. God told me someone is going to give a large sum of money, etc. These statements all lack sufficient proof. There's no timetable for validation. There's no way to prove if they're wrong. As their hearers grow more accustomed to unfounded, indemonstrable prophecies, they'll seek no validation for their prophecies that are unfounded, indemonstrable, and heretical statements either. Number fourteen, appear cool, sweet, hip, or simply different from other pastors. Train our monsters to look like celebrities. They should say cuss words from the pulpit occasionally. They should be edgy, a type of shock jock. Train each generation to rebel against or redefine the light of the previous generation. Number fifteen, pray like you're a priest in the pulpit. Train our monsters to act like they're receiving some special anointing that exalts them above their hearers as they preach. They should make statements like, God gave me a word for you today. Or God told me that you need to hear this sermon today. This way their hearers will come expecting to hear from him through them. Thinking that they have a word from him instead of believing that the scriptures have a word from him. See, our monsters can become his mouthpiece. Heresy is easy to indoctrinate when bottom feeders think you speak for him. The goal is for our hearers to view our monsters as types of priests, prophets, apostles, etc., who have divine authority. They must attack the priesthood of his children by exalting themselves in the pulpit if their heresy is to be accepted by Bible readers. Number 16. Get everyone to like your personality. If everyone likes our slaves, then they can say almost anything. Train them to always be positive and encouraging. Monsters need to feel secure regardless of reality. If our slaves can make them feel secure, they'll be ours forever. Number 17, create a canon within the canon. Train our slaves to exalt the words of His Son above the words of the apostles. Act as if Christ's words are greater than the words of the Holy Spirit spoken through other Scripture writers. Then they may reject the progressive revelation that further clarifies the words of Christ in the rest of the New Testament and replace it with their own heretical interpretations. Train them to teach their hearers that they know Christ better than the eyewitnesses who walked and talked with Him and recorded His works. Teach them that their interpretation of Christ's words in the Gospels is better than the interpretation of Christ's words by Luke, Peter, Paul, John, Jude, and James in the rest of the New Testament. If you can encourage monsters to trust themselves more than they trust those who wrote scripture, heresy will be the natural outcome. Number 18. Grow the crowd numerically. If our slaves' methods produce visible numbers, then they can say almost anything. Monsters love numbers. For numbers, not biblical obedience equals success. And we do not care what they trade their souls for, so long as they trade. Number 19. Speak of previous heretics as martyrs. Trainer monsters to act like previous heretics were sweet little lambs who fell victim to evil, oppressive idolaters. Their hearers probably won't check the history of his monsters. But if they do, it's necessary for our slaves to reinterpret church history prior to their research you must give them an interpretive grid that helps them view church history through our eyes. If they view heresy in church history through the lens of tolerance, they'll tolerate the heresy of our slaves as well. After all, all his children have a right to believe whatever they want, even if it goes against Scripture. Number twenty, increase giving and baptisms. If our slaves are bringing in money and numbers... They can do or say almost anything. Make sure the world thinks they're a big deal. If the world likes them, his monsters will like them as well. So that's the end of this excerpt from this book written by this demon to train other demons. So what are your thoughts about this scheming demon and his low thoughts of mankind and how he's going to deceive Mankind How shall we respond to this? my knees was driven God took nothing And made something Of me He forgave me Of my sin put sweet joy And peace within God took nothing And made something